Testing, one, two. Testing, I only have sound in my right ear. Me too. It's like weird mono. Shit. Okay, that sounds Testing. That feels better. I'm gonna tell you guys I'm gonna have to take a piss at some point. But Jared, why did you why do you not piss right now? <laughs> no, you're gonna be happy though, because I actually it was it's cause I was guzzling coffee, so I'll actually do good on the podcast. <laughs> but the drawback is I'm gonna have to take a piss. Extra awake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Piss in your chair like the rest of us, Jared. Seriously, wear wear a gold diaper. Jesus. You guys need to provide me with a catheter. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, let's do this. I'll put a little tube up my dick. <laughs> it's his second time through, and he hasn't loved this show. He's a wizard. Tube dick. Do you realize how many outside serious, systems I've gone into? Tubes up your dick just how many programs I've appropriated? Yeah. You were recruited by the Star League to defend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, but it's true. Sometimes it's just fun with fuck around with your urethra. <laughs> just keep your power gloves off her, pal. Huh? It's the only thing that gets me off now. You know that's <laughs> actually a thing for people. Is it really? It is. For males? Yes. Tiny metal rod of the urethra, and they just like love that. My shit. fetishes have just been getting more and more bizarre as I've gotten Jesus, older. That sounds and the only horrible. way you can orgasm now is because. <laughs> You're stick. listening to the game. <laughs> it's called the Rob Reverse uh, Bladder Stone. Uh. What? <laughs> I actually read that in the light novel, in the, in the Overlord light novel. What the fuck are you talking about? Reverse Bladderstone. Yeah, one of the demons took one of the human characters captive, and then like we're like, you know what? What one of the worst pains in the world is is when you uh, have a bladderstone. So let's uh, let's do a reverse one. So she had like this little like stick with like a spike on it. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus. It's like man, this this light novel got really dark. That. This light novel got really heavy. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I'm not even doing the podcast now. I'm going home. <laughs> you just walk into the other yeah, room. Yeah, I Fuck am it. home. I'm going to go to my room. <sighs> All right. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley. Hey, guys. Greetings. So it's been uh, over a month, I think. Because Ben's been traversing the world. Yeah, I was in Brazil. That's in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> All the way to Spokane. Wow. Uh, my flight to Brazil, there were several different legs. The final leg was on uh, some South American airline who I don't know the name. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, coming in for a landing, um, it was a huge storm, and, was, and there was lightning like everywhere, like looking out the windows. And... The kind of storm where I just know an American airline would have like diverted to another airport. Right. Because they're like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anything this bad before. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, the FAA is going to be up on my ass <laughs> if we even think about landing here. Uh, anyway, so we're coming down for a landing and uh, fucking lightning strikes the engine that I'm looking <gasps> at. <laughs> I'm That's look so terrifying. I'm looking at the, out the window at the insane rain and lightning everywhere, and I see lightning literally strike the engine. Did you just, like, poop yourself, like, then and there a second? <laughs> it, it was more like, oh, no. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever been flying where, like, I legitimately thought, oh, this could go the wrong way. You know? Like, your life flashed before your eyes, and you're like, ooh, that was I kind was, of underwhelming. I was more pissed off. I was like, oh, fuck, my daughter's on this flight, you know. Uh, <laughs> 
Thanks, God. Yeah, my, blood, uh. my bloodline's going to end here in fucking South America. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty South American airline. Uh, my legacy, shit. Yeah, exactly. No, but I lived, obviously. So, uh, man, Brazil. Oh, anticlimactic. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not a very good end to that story. Plane landed. We're good. Um, and yeah, we've all been busy this month, too. So, anyway. I haven't been busy at all. Well, sorry. I've been busy with anime. Let's be real here. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work, man. Uh, other thing, though, that happened this month, I, got, I finally got a Wii U. Really? Yeah, because Xenoblade Chronicles X is coming out. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, I, I said that, for me, that was going to be a system seller because I liked the first one so much. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Wow. Okay, let's get into some news. Yay, news. What's first on the docket, guy? Uh, well, we're going to do some <laughs> quick fire news. Is that the name we settled on? Quick fire? Fast fire? Rapid? I'm, I'm good with quick. Some... I thought we've been saying rapid fire. Rapid well, fire? Rapid just fire? Follow your heart. All right. We're going to have to come up with some sort of title. You have been calling it quick fire news, though. Really? All right. Okay. So here we go. We're going to talk about, first off, uh, there's some big name games that are coming out this holiday season. We just want to briefly touch on all of them. Uh, Starcraft 2 Legacy of the Void for PC is first. Sweet. Uh, looks pretty good. And I guess if you want to play it, you can already play it by pre-ordering and, and then playing the uh, prologue chapter. It's more of the same, but it, it's good. Um, this is more of a uh, Battlestar Galactica sort of feel to it, like the Protoss kind of, you know, making their last stand. So that actually kind of um, piques my interest. Yeah, I pretty much get reinvolved with StarCraft every time they come out with like a new game or expansion. So I haven't played um, since Heart of the Swarm came out, but this will get me back into it. Are you a multiplayer player? Um, I used to be. I went through like a really brief stint where I was really competitive for a few months and yeah. just like spent like all day after school trying to get better at StarCraft. But um, that kind of, I just kind of quit that pretty quickly. So I do Battle.net. I love doing Battle.net games and um, doing single player campaign, but not so big on like competitive multiplayer anymore. Uh, original StarCraft, I used to like uh, playing. I was really good at it competitively uh, on the Battle.net and stuff. And then I fucking played... Um, friend of mine in high school, Korean exchange student, South Korean exchange student. <laughs> I guess obviously probably not a North Korean exchange student. <laughs> uh, and uh, just, I was kind of like preparing, oh man, he's going to try and fucking Zergling rush me because he picked um, Zerg. But no, he drone rushed you, didn't he? No, he, no, he fucking, he, first of all, he droned rushed me. Did he do the extractor <laughs> trick? No, well, no, I think he just fucking raped me with his drones. Oh. But then by the time I got that fended off, and it literally didn't take that long, uh, by the time I killed like his last drone, fucking mutilists showed up, like three mutilists just fucking raped me. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. So that kind of put an end to my StarCraft aspirations. Like nipped it in the bud, really. Yep. yep. I watched that game. It wasn't even really that exciting. No, it wasn't. It was fucking pathetic. There was nothing exciting about it. Yeah. Okay. Next Your game. StarCraft career went down in a whimper. Yep. Not a roar. I got into like Diamond <laughs> League or something on StarCraft 2, but that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 for cross-platform. Uh, you guys Call of Duty fans? No. Nah. Oh, it's so mainstream. <laughs> no. It's just I can't get into any sort of shooter that doesn't have like a sci-fi or horror element to it. Really? The story is just so boring i know that a lot of people don't play shooters for story elements but yeah. it's the only thing that can get me interested in that genre so yeah uh i don't really care about the story 
for me, it's I have a lot of friends who play online, but I haven't bought a Call of Duty game for the past two or three cycles. So this is going to be the first one probably since Black Ops 2. Hmm. Anyway. I don't like uh, console shooters for the most part. So, Well. It's PC superior P- over here. I think there's a PC version coming out too. Well, so. I'm not going to get that either. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, I'm going to save my money for Battlefront. Oh, yeah, Battlefront. That's another cross-platform game. And uh, my brother played the beta, and based upon his experience with the beta, he canceled his pre-order. Really? Yeah, he didn't like it. Ooh. So he said it felt too much like Call of Duty. I was Mm. like, well, how can that possibly be when it's a third-person game? But (laughs) I don't know. So I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see how much I like that one. So it's more like Call of Duty now as opposed to uh, Battlefield or whatever? Yeah. Kind of what he said, but you know what, my brother, who knows? I don't always have the same taste as your brother, so. Yeah, neither do I. So, uh, Fallout 4, that's the big one. I'm sure you're getting that on day one, Alex. Yeah. Um, I'm getting it, but I'm, I am going to try my damnedest to not play it for a while. Yeah. Because I am going to be in the thick of it with college. Right. And I know that I will not be able to like apply any sort of self-discipline if I start playing that game. Yep. So I'm saving it for Christmas break. And then I'm just going to disappear for a while. It's very, it's very mature of you. <laughs> I'm going to wait for a sale. I'm not I'm not super <laughs> hyped. Yeah. I'm not really hyped either. Like I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not like dying to play it, you know, midnight day 1. Now, if it were Elder Scrolls, I'd probably uh I'd probably get it early, but I'm not a huge Fallout guy, so Appar- I'm always bigger on Elder Scrolls, but I'm really big on Fallout too. I just love how open it is. Yeah. And uh, setting's pretty interesting. There are a lot of really random, quirky little quests that you can pick up in those games. So. Yep. Um, the setting is supposed to be three times larger than Skyrim, too. Yeah. Every other headline when I was looking for news was like, Fallout 4 this and Fallout 4 that. The yeah. map is this size. It's like, <laughs> all right, fuck. Who reads all these articles? Just. <laughs> do. Oh, man. Alex does. I, I, just, I don't read previews that much anymore, I guess. I'm sick of hearing about... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, how big of a ma- map a game has. Like, okay, well, it's got a big map. Cool. Uh, speaking of games with big maps, Just Cause 3, also a huge map. That's actually looking pretty nifty. I haven't read it too much about the gameplay itself, like what they're changing, but I've seen a lot of silly GIFs yeah. from it. <laughs> uh, it's going to be, you know, the second game on steroids from, wh- from what I've read and what I've seen. And you guys haven't played the second game, Just Cause 2. Mm-mm. Okay, so that game was a classic, um, and uh, so Just Cause Three is going to be uh, a big, big hit, and um, I'm going to pick it up. I think I'm almost more excited for that than for Fallout Four. But okay, uh, as far as map sizes go, it's going to take something the size of Daggerfall to really impress me. Oh, is that the one like procedurally generated? So it's, it's like, like hundred miles. <laughs> oh God! No, no, no. The, 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 there was one of them, Arena or Daggerfall. I think it was Daggerfall. It's actually like. The bigger, size of Britain? No, it's bigger than a hundred Earths. Like you oh, know, like you know, you can what? walk around. Yeah, so it's just it's just ridiculous how you know far you can because it's all kind of generated. Right. So you know, it's not like it has much meaning. Um. Okay. Xbox One exclusive for the time being. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Talked about this quite a bit on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, and you guys, I don't like hear Tomb about Raider. it. I don't like Tomb Raider either until I played well, the reboot. You, you yeah, do like I it like now. Reboot. Yeah, the reboot was solid. And this looks like more of the same, but I'm up for more of the same. So. Me too. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, that's going to be neato. I'm probably not going to like run out in the door 
out of the door and buy it first day, but I'm going to get around to it and have a nice time. You know, I think that what you're saying about Fallout 4 is true. I'm not going to get it on day one for that reason that I don't want to, I, I don't have the time right now to yeah. get su sucked into it. But I do have the time for playing Tomb Raider for an hour or two here or there. So I think I will get Tomb Raider on because they both come out on the same day, November 10th. So anyway. Well, I gave you an Xbox gift certificate so you can. I think I think I will take advantage of that. It was very generous of you to give me that for my birthday. Aww. Well, yeah, we're recording on his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, me. Happy birthday, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. I, well, I heard it was your birthday this Saturday. Yeah. Funny story about that. Jar what? Like, So when Jared sends us group text messages... Um, I don't know how it shows up on your screen, but it shows up on my screen as like a private message, like from him to me. Yeah, so, yeah same. Um, the other day I get a message from him that's like, you do realize that Wednesday is your birthday, right? Because apparently he was trying to send it to all of us. Oh, and okay. I was, I was like, no, actually it's on Saturday, but thank <laughs> you for noticing, Jared. And he's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like, get the fuck out of my face, Alex. <laughs> Stop fucking texting me, Alex. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to go over here now. <laughs> yeah, that, I get the same thing, Jared. It's such if you a guys were phone. cool people and use flip phones from 2006 like me, I'm sure it probably would show up as a group text. <laughs> How old are you turning, Alex? Do you want to say? I'm turning 24. Okay, that's... That's young as shit. Especially, yeah, still baby status. Yeah, because I just turned 32, <laughs> which sounds old as fuck to me. So. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty old. Um, okay, next, last exclusive I want to talk about for the Wii U, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, looks amazing. And you guys still need to play Xenoblade Chronicles. We do. I still need a new 3DS so that I can play your copy. You should borrow my new 3DS. Uh, some point because I'm I'm not playing anything on it right now. There's no. I, I should have brought that. I have it at my house. No, you have my old 3ds. Oh, it's, that's not a new 3ds. No, the, there's this. This is the fucking new exactly. 3ds thing again. 3ds XL. Well, te technically, it's a new old 3ds XL. But yes, <laughs> I know. It's I know. So We've gone over this How before. How many 3ds's have you bought? <laughs> uh, I had a regular one. And I got an XL. Then I got a new 3ds XL. So three. How many DSs did? I had one. You only had one DS? Yeah. Okay. So you're only at four DSs, really. <laughs> well, to, four be, DS kind to of be fair, two of them were gifts. Uh, anyway. You remember back in the day when the old Game Boy brick would you know, last for a good 10 years? Well, I mean, those things still do last 10 years. It's just that they're going to come out with a new version before then. I, yeah. got, I got one for my birthday when I was like four. A game, boy, a regular Game Boy, a regular Game Boy, and then suddenly it was popular again when Pokemon came out, like 1998. Yeah, it would be like a game coming out now for regular DS that was like beyond popular, and everybody started playing. It's like, whoa, what the fuck are we all doing playing? This old I mean, ass? that's like an 11 year old shelf life for those uh, those old Game Boys. Yeah, it's pretty pretty epic. Um, so Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, I honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, is probably. At least top two, if not my favorite JRPG of all time. And so. yeah, there's not action. Oh, sorry, chewing ice. <laughs> That's a good thing uh, to do on a podcast. Why would you ever chew on ice? <laughs> it just came into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just sucking a snowman's dick. <laughs> I forgot what I was even gonna say. Move on. Xenoblade has kind of a, a battle system similar to MMOs, oh, yeah, yeah. but it's not it's not like that. It's not like you're thinking Final Fantasy XII when you when I say that, but it's not. Okay, it's so much better. Okay, 
Okay, that's it for uh, big game news. But if you're looking to buy a big game this holiday season, the sales are starting and they're going to just keep coming. Um, a big one that's starting t Target uh, this Sunday the 8th. Um, you can buy to get one free on all games. Wow. All games, period. All games, period. Whew, how long does it last? Like a week. So mm. let me stop this quick fire news real quick and talk about my Wii U. Uh, Super Mario 3D World, that's right, it's World, is, is the one game I really wanted to play, and it's good. Did you ever play the 3D Land for 3DS? Um, I didn't play 3D Land, but I did play 3D World on my friend's Wii U. Oh, okay. It was okay. actually, it was really fun. Yeah, it's a pretty solid game. Um, I think 3D Land for 3DS was better, but, uh, man, it's funny, though, because now that I have a Wii U and I actually look at the games list of games that I want to play, there's freaking nothing like i knew i knew there yeah. was nothing but there's really nothing i mean there's really really nothing you should give a hyperlight drifter a try i think we really briefly mentioned it on yeah. the show like this past summer or something uh -huh. because it was like the only thing coming out for a wii soon that i had any sort of interest in and did you play it did you like it um i didn't I haven't played it because oh. i don't have a wii oh i don't have anything that i can run on. but um i've been following just like its progress and its ratings and things like that because yeah. I'm jonesing for it and I love its concept art. But um, it's supposed to be fantastic. So Cool. You know what's weird? Like, think about this. Like, the regular Wii is like a much better GameCube because instead of having to pay like $200 for component cables, you just, it's, it has, you know, component capabilities, yeah. 480p. But a Wii U, uh, you can play Wii games on it. <laughs> so yeah. it's like a much better Wii. So it's just weird how like every pro every every new system Nintendo comes out with is really just a better version of the previous system. Like a slightly but not better really version. That grave of a system on its own. Right. It's just like a tiny step up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking with the NX they might take a bigger step. I just because they need that third party support. They need to have the third party ports, you know, the other cross platform games in order to compete, you'd think. If they're if they want to compete, <laughs> which I'm assuming they do. Yeah, because isn't the better game catalog like for the regular Wii to play on the Wii U, if you really think about it? Yeah, and you know one of the best parts of the Wii U is now have uh, Wii games coming up for downloads. So Xenoblade Chronicles actually for Wii um, is downloadable in Europe right now. Hopefully it'll come stateside. Uh, but it's dropped the price on Amazon for the Xenoblade Chronicles Wii game down to like $30, 40 bucks. So that's kind of nice. Nice. Um, anyway, uh, and as, as far as quality goes, though. Um... Can you tell a difference playing a Wii game on the Wii U now that you can use HDMI? I have not played one yet, um, but I'd be curious. I'm sure it's better, but I'm sure that there's there's some difference. I doubt. Uh, I don't know if it's huge, but um, I'm sure there's some difference. Huh. Um, you know, you can actually play uh, GameCube games on Wii U. Oh, are you serious? Really? Oh, I thought that you couldn't. No, no, no. I mean, you have to do a little like homebrew like software install. Oh, but they can still read the discs, though? Oh, no, I don't think they can read the discs. Oh. Is it like, wait, do they have like a marketplace for it or what? No, 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 no. I'm saying that Homebrew, like you can like install this program. Oh, okay. You know, a hack or whatever. Oh, like mm. a, a soft modding the system. Right, because basically okay. a Wii has a GameCube built into it. You know, the, the right. Wii hardware plays GameCube hardware. And Wii U has Wii built software. into it. So. Right, so it, you, know, you can play GameCube games over HDMI on Wii U, theoretically. Huh. And apparently it's very easy and it's not it's not it doesn't risk your system because it only affects the Wii kind of partition of your hardware and 
Anyway. So it's, it's not complicated, like trying to soft mod a PS2 or something? No, no, no. Uh, actually, I'm going to practice. I'm, I'm going to try it on my Wii now because I have no use for my for my Wii, you know, if I, for some reason, fuck it up. Uh, I'm going to try it so that I can uh, play some GameCube games that are impossible to obtain nowadays. So, like the Fire Emblem game for GameCube. Did you play that? Um, I don't think I played the GameCube one. Did they release it for Wii later? No, they released a sequel, like a direct sequel for Wii. Oh, was Radiant Dawn the sequel? I believe so, yeah. I only played Radiant Dawn. Okay. So, okay. I've talked a lot about Nintendo. Indie game news, Alex. It's yeah. your, up your alley here. Um, so an indie game has been kind of on the radar for, I think, a couple of years now because of its really interesting gameplay. Um, it's all about, it's called Force Perspective, and it's supposed to be, like, the new Portal. Yeah. Like, you know how Portal was, like, an incredibly, like, innovative puzzle game for its time? Like, like simple the, concept, but yeah. it was just, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Simple concept, but changed the way people did puzzles from then on and, like, right. designed their puzzle games. Um, Force Perspective was, like, lauded to be a similar kind of game. It's um, it's really hard to describe without watching gameplay. So I'm going to recommend listeners to like go look up a trailer later. Yeah. Um, but uh, the basic concept is that you know how objects can either look um, like a really big object can look really small when it's far away. Right. Or a really small object can look really big when it's close up. Yep. You um, kind of manipulate that principle in the game. To change the size of objects so uh, like um you could have like in the gameplay there's like a little tiny tiny chess piece right and the player gets really close up to it so it looks really big yeah and then they pick up the chess piece and it's fucking massive right so like your um physical relation to the object changes its size and then you can use that size changing ability to solve puzzles. Right. So like you have a small chess piece on a table. You walk up to it. And from your perspective, then it looks bigger. And then, then it comes bigger. Yeah. So you pick it up and it stays the same size from your perspective. So then if you walk back and you drop it, it's still big in the yep, room. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, same kind of thing. Like if you have a large obstacle in your way, if you step back really far and it looks really tiny and then you pick it up, it'll be tiny. Right. Yep. So that looked pretty cool. I, I don't see it as being the next portal. Because Portal was a combination of amazing gameplay and also just wicked smart yeah. script. Sense and, of humor you know, and like yeah. great music. It, yeah. was, it was like a perfect storm, right? Yeah, yeah. And it came game, out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. This game I can see being like gimmicky. Maybe it'll get a couple sequels, maybe a couple of clones. But I don't think it's going to be on par with Portal. Like I, <laughs> Here's the difference is that I didn't really have, just on gameplay alone, I wasn't feeling like, oh, I need to play that. When I saw Portal footage for the first time, like, oh, shit, that'd be a fun puzzle game. And I really wanted to play it. So that, for me, anyway, that was the difference. Yeah, I, I think, think <clears throat> Force Perspective is something that I just want to get high and watch gameplay of. <laughs> <laughs> you just be like, oh, they grabbed the Holy sun. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you got on the indie game front you want to talk about? Um, let's see here. So there's a game that's been greenlit. Um, it like destroyed its Kickstarter goals, and it's called Indivisible. Okay. Um, it is a 2D platformer with really nice hand-drawn animation, and um, it turns into a kind of turn-based um, time sequence fight when you interact with enemies. Okay. So, uh, like, 99% of the time, it's 2D platformer. You hop around, but if you bump into an enemy while you're doing that, the game will suddenly shift 
into this combination of real-time and turn-based combat. Oh, cool. And um, you have a little party that pops out when you enter combat and everything like that. So um, mashup of traditional RPG with uh, platforming gameplay. And um, the biggest the biggest plus for it for me is just the way that it looks. Like It's a very pretty game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made by the same studio that did Skullgirls. So, oh yeah, you you were a big fan of that game. Oh yeah, yep. I just uh, I love um 2D hand drawn animation. There's just something extremely charming about it, and you can do so much with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, aside from it looks like a lot of the platforms that you'll be leaping on, everything is illustrated in that game, Invisible. So I'm really looking forward to it. And it was recently announced that there are going to be a bunch of indie cameos in that game. Like you can get indie characters. There's from uh, Guacamelee, Shovel Knight. Oh, okay. Um, so a lot of... Yeah, you can get the Drifter from Hyperlight Drifter. Okay. And uh, they'll join your party. So... Cool. It's got a lot going for it. Who is it made by? Um, um, like, what's the name of the studio? Lab Zero. Lab Zero. Mm-hmm. What have they done other than Skullgirls? Or, or is that their big claim to fame? Skullgirls is their really big claim to fame. Okay. They were doing... I think they did a, some small like pet project stuff before that. And before okay. they were even called Lab Zero. But Schoolgirls is the only really big game they've come out with. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like you live in a whole different universe than me. I don't recognize a single thing you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and you play mostly PC games, too. You yeah. should recognize what I'm talking about. We've talked about Schoolgirls in the podcast yeah, before, Jared. A lot. Well, I drown out your, your, your voice. Uh, well, you know, pay he's, attention he's too busy to me. sucking on ice, chewing <laughs> ice. Crunching ice in the corner, yeah. like, you know what? This doesn't taste that bad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Indie games that I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, well, really, actually, one of them's already released, Rebel Galaxy. Um, do you ever play Escape Velocity or Escape Velocity Nova, Mm-mm. EV Nova? Okay, basically, if you haven't played it, it's kind of hard to explain. Or what about, like, Space Rangers? Uh-uh. Okay. You're not ringing any bells here, man. <laughs> Top-down uh, 2D uh, gameplay where, like, you go from planet to planet in your own ship, and you start off with a shitty little, you I know, think I saw, frigate. I think I've seen some Space Rangers in the past. Okay. Bit. Yeah, I think I can actually imagine what you're talking about. And then eventually, you know, you um, trade stuff or I kind of like that genre. other ships. I love that genre, too. So, um, and I think EV Nova, Escape Velocity Nova, for me, um, was the best, really captured it for me. And so Rebel Galaxy kind of looks like that quite a bit. It's 2D plane, but it's 3D perspective. So like everything's on a 2D plane. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I don't really know what, what else to say about that other than if you liked EV Nova, number one, <laughs> I want to hear from you because I always like talking about games that nobody else has fucking played, you assholes. <laughs> um, like, are you out there? Yeah. Somebody, please. Um, the other one I saw an article for and I... I had never heard of it up until a week ago. It's called Hard West. Hmm. And the the basic, you know, the the movie pitch description is it's um, like XCOM in the Old West. So how does that play out? Like, how does the base element work? So just picture X, the latest XCOM because it kind of looks like that too, similar, obviously Old West feel. Um, but uh, like say one of your uh, cowboys or whatever gets like severely damaged but not killed, he'll actually, um, after a few more battles like gain like like a special stat boost from that and like, oh, it, like cool. a scar and stuff like so like everything kind of happens kind of builds on itself and it sounds like it's you know there's a lot of cool little features like that it kind of just kind of add to the atmosphere yeah i'd be down i love uh western settings yeah yeah 
I can't remember the last game I played that was a West. Oh, probably. Uh, probably uh, Red Dead. For yeah, me. probably Red Dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, that's it for the indie game news. We have some other movie stuff to talk. Oh, let's just briefly at least talk about the Star Wars trailer because it came out a couple weeks ago. And uh, did you guys watch it? Yeah, we did. All right, good. Good. It was hot. It was fucking awesome, man. It was awesome. It was. There ins- were- <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say like, um. There's like this weird Star Wars elitist subsect forming where they try to avoid as much Star Wars media as possible because oh, they yeah. want like the full experience. Yeah. So like my the biggest thing that I took away from the trailer was all these people like in my little like social media feeds that were going like, hey, guys, have some respect and uh, don't post anything about the trailer on social media because there are those of us out there that don't want to see Anything like that? We don't want any spoilers. We want the real experience. And goddamn, Hashtag don't go real on Star Facebook. Wars fans. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Hashtag real Star Wars fans. You, you, need, you, need, you need seriously better friends. I can sure. understand not posting spoilers from TV shows or movies that have you know you've just watched and stuff. Yeah, that, that's that's like you know you shouldn't have to worry about going on there and getting a show that just aired spoiled for you. However, you're talking about a trailer for a movie. Yeah, totally different story. Totally different story. Doesn't so, even give away anything. No, just, didn't really. No, I have like some baby fan theories based off of it, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's a lot of fan theories revolving around the new bad guy and Luke Skywalker. and mm-hmm. It's a huge deal that uh, Luke Skywalker has not been shown except for his hand. Oh, but by the way, we need to uh, we need to say spoiler alert for all the Star Wars elitists, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. So, is, it, is it spoiler award or trigger warning for them for this? Both, actually. Yeah. You know, they get emotional over yeah. this stuff. So here we go. Uh, yeah, Luke Skywalker has not been seen on the... He's, he's not, he's on, the not on the poster. He's not in the trailer. Yep. Nowhere. But he, but he was in the second trailer. Yeah, maybe. His voice was in the second trailer. Well, yeah, he, his voice was, but... Um... Wait, what, is he, what did he say in the second he trailer? He narrated it. Oh, I didn't realize said, that was he, him. He said, the force oh. is strong in my family. My sister has it, but I have it, and then you oh, have that power, Oh, yeah, too. right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, really, I'm like really ashamed that I know that off the top of my head. Uh, <clears throat> the no. best part of the trailer for me that kind of confirmed that, well, hopefully confirmed that... Uh, J.J. Abrams is doing the same thing with this that he did with the first Star Trek reboot, um, which is basing it on character and who the characters are and all the you know emotional stuff tied up in that. So just having Han Solo sit there and say and be the one who says it's real, all of it, you know, that mm-hmm. was you know that moment, that character moment from you know the first Star Wars to then. That's, that's just a really cool thing to have happen. I don't know, just. Uh, Old hand solo, like you know, see like. how <laughs> fucked up the universe is. That that you know all the events that took place previously were just like a legend now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it could be legend in that. I mean, there wasn't it wasn't like there were big battlefields full of Jedi in the old trilogy. It was just really just Luke and Darth Vader and the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it seems like the Empire did not necessarily fall. Well, I imagine there'd be like a ton of propaganda. So it's not necessarily that like everything is super fucked up. I feel like it was just like swept under the rug. Or, or, or just like, you know, you hear stories of, oh, yeah, so-and-so had a lightsaber and he battled. So, you know, like when there's like two guys who have this power, it's going to not be like well-known. Yeah. You're like, yeah, fucking right. Yeah. I like that little like Darth Vader shrine with his burnt out helmet yeah. and stuff. That was yeah. Really cool. That was cool. Cool, cool I, shot. Some of those shots in the trailer were just fucking amazing. Yes. When you first see her like lowering herself down the rope in that just kind of like cavernous empty ship yeah. full of sand. Such nice cinematography. Oh, I know. It's I love just... that they didn't redesign the X-Wings. Oh, yeah. Yes. The same and, thing. Yeah. Yeah, and the uniforms. And it makes sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're 
they're poor, like the you know, rebels and stuff. Yeah. And then, but, the, but the Tie Fighters are like super updated. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I noticed that actually. I saw that where the it is it kind of shows you kind of something about the story where the Empire still has plenty of juice and it's probably not. I just love how in spirit of the original movies it is. Yeah. And not so much that it became, at least from the trailer, it doesn't seem like imitation. It seems more like a good continuation, solid continuation. Yeah. So True successor. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to do the midnight showing, though. I'm getting pulled for that shit. But I already, oh, getting... oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just don't want to deal with twats that are going to be there. Yeah. I already bought tickets. And, uh, for the midnight, for the midnight show? I bought two extra tickets in case uh, I had somebody... Who else who wanted to come? Well, so. obviously I'm going. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want to. And it's not the midnight showing; it's the 8 p.m. showing. Oh, and okay. there may be also two tickets in addition to those because uh, another friend of mine bought tickets for that same showing, unbeknownst to me, and bought two extra tickets as well. So, <laughs> anyway, well, obviously I'm going. All right. Well. Yeah, just kidding. I redact that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this has gone on pretty long, so let's um, go ahead and get to today's uh, top. Three list. Gamers must die. Top three list of the week. Gamers must die. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list of the week. Die, die, die. The top three list of the week. Top three list of the week. Alex came up with this topic. I think it's a good one. Our top three favorite game cheats slash tricks. So, uh, Alex, you came up with it, so you do the honors. Let's hear your top three. Okay. Um, my first one is probably going to sound a little bit boring to listeners, but just imagine that you are like a 10-year-old girl playing like All your- the time. Yeah, all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing like the first MMO that you've like truly fallen in love with. So this is like me when Vanilla WoW came out. Okay. <clears throat> you were 10 was- when Vanilla WoW came out? Yeah. Fuck my life. <laughs> so old. What? Really? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I was in middle school. It was 2004. It was a highly awkward time. So I was like 19. It was 2004? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I guess I was 20, or I guess I was uh, 12, but. Okay, that's a little better. A little tiny bit older. All right. But um, anyways, imagine you're like a tiny girl. You're playing like the first MMO that you've truly fallen in love with. I tried to fuck around with everything in that game um and so i would try to get into places that i wasn't supposed to be Mm. in all the time yeah kill myself all the fucking time (laughs) but it's just um there it was still so full of bugs because it had just come out and people had not truly tested enough retarded things to find the things that i found and one of the things that i found was that um there was a particular like slice of wall in Orgrimmar that if you pressed like the exact buttons at the right time against like you would glitch through it mm-hmm. and then you would you basically just like fell out of the map and you like went beneath the Orgrimmar map yeah so um i was so excited about that and i wandered um all the way through like broken Orgrimmar and like tried to like scale the buildings without like actually having flooring. And then I tried to like go out into like the barrens and keep it going. But um, man, it sounds really underwhelming when I describe it, but basically <laughs> I just broke the map Yeah. and I spent like hours dinking with it. And it felt like my private little secret because 
I didn't see anybody else giving it a go because probably it was too fucking stupid for anybody <laughs> else to give a go. Yeah. But um. So yeah, that's the first. Wouldn't you? You probably had to get a GM to get you out though, didn't you? Well, you just like um Hearthstone out. Oh. Yeah, or there's a button you can push that 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 takes you out too. Yeah. Uh, there's like a, I've been stuck. I'm stuck button. Oh uh, well. Mm-hmm. I fell, I fell into the world a couple times, especially in vanilla. I think I fell through the world a couple times. Well, I fell into the lava one time in um, uh, BRD or something, and I couldn't get out. <laughs> I <had to> <laughs> me out because like you're swimming and you can't use slash stuck, and you can't use your Hearthstone. Oh really? Oh interesting. <laughs> huh. But yeah, like that one just made the list for me because it was the first thing that I had discovered. Right. And it was like right. a me thing. It was a good time. Um. Number two is, uh, this is a cheat that I think everyone has used at one point or another, but I loved Rosebud in Sims. Oh, you guys use that? I don't think so. So if you typed in um, a couple of commands and then typed in Rosebud in Sims, it was like the money generator cheat. Yeah, I've used that a lot. Oh, okay, okay. And I used that a ton because the Sims game itself was pretty fun, but what I used it most for was just building houses. I got really big into like pr- being like pretend architect and like interior designer. And I would just build these huge, like ridiculous mansions by using that cheat. Mm-hmm. So it was like that cheat extended gameplay for me from like, you know, like 30 hours of gameplay to like 70 hours of gameplay because then I could build these like glorious, ridiculously stupid mansions at the drop of a hat. So that one always has a soft spot in my heart. And my number one is actually kind of topical we're going to talk about this game more later probably um there is a tiny secret in well not like a secret but it's just in a weird random place that you wouldn't find unless you were exploring everything there's a secret in undertale there's this place called temi village and um it's just an easter egg based on one of the animators for the game temi Mm-hmm. And it's full of all these stupid, derpy little dogs, and all of them say, "Hi, I'm Temmie," or like any sort of like alteration of that. Yeah. And they all speak in like a really terrible, broken English, full of typos. And there's a store there that sells really stupid items like Temmie flakes. <laughs> and one of the options that you can purchase is like send Temmie to college, <laughs> and it costs like a thousand dollars it's like the most expensive thing you can do in the game yeah but if you somehow manage to raise a thousand gold to send temi to college then um she walks away really briefly and comes back with a little graduation cap on and she's like yay temi went to college learned so many things sell new item now and you can buy this fucking ridiculous wicked set of armor from her oh and it's like the best item in the game and it like regenerates your health and it gives you a ton of defense and stuff like that. But I just thought that was hilarious because I imagine that most people just straight up like gave up when they saw how expensive sending Temi to college was, but it yeah. was worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. I had to grind for like an hour just like killing the same thing over and over to get enough money to send Temi to college. Oh no, but... you had to grind for an hour in a JRPG type game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it was painful because it was like, actually just fighting the same monster and then mashing like the mm. same button. Yeah. I still have no sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> Go play Dragon Warrior One and get back to me. <laughs> uh you know it's funny, I thought you were gonna say um that you did all that, gave a thousand and then didn't really do anything because um reminded of uh Dark Souls when you start a character in the original Dark Souls, 
you get to choose what items to have with you. And I think one of them is like either like a small round stone or like an old ring or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, when the game came out, people were like, oh, but it didn't have any apparent use. And then, but the creator was like, oh, you know, it might have some use down the road. Like, you know, mysteriously said that. Yeah. Then like two years later, it's like, oh, no, there's no use. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, Jared, you got cheats, tricks you want to talk about? Sure. All right. I feel like, you know, I'm overlooking something. I know. I, I feel like that too, but, yeah. but I'll just go with whatever I can think of. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, first of all, I re- back when I first started playing RTS games, I've talked about this. There's this game called Warwind. I was super into it. But there's a cheat called uh, On a Mission from God. And that just would speed up the building process and the resource gathering. And I use that every single time I played because the game is fucking impossible without it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that, it's it, not it really even is. really like <laughs> making the game super easy either. No, it it's just makes just it beatable. making it fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was like a must. <laughs> um, the other one I could think of, uh, back in the original Pokemon days. I actually had a Game Boy Game Genie. Oh, nice. Mm. So, since I didn't go to any events uh, to load a Mew onto my onto my game, I used that. I got a Mew. And we had we had adventures, me and Mew. <laughs> did was, you did you actually collect them all? Uh no. Oh. But it was pretty impressive to actually have a Mew because no one had a fucking Game Genie. <laughs> that uh, was the only way to get one. No, no, there was another way. Sans Game Genie, like actually just like to walk a certain way where like it was like where like the Scizors or whatever were at. There was a certain way to walk. And, like, that was to get the missing no. No, no, no. That was different. No, no, no. Missing no is out in the ocean or something. Missing no is out in the ocean when you go up and down. Like, somehow, somehow there was a way to get a Mew legit, and um, eventually we all did it. Mm, I and think I, that was the the rare candy cheat you're thinking of. Or no, I, no, the rare candy cheat was the one with missing no. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure the only way I could get a Mew was Game Genie. I want to look it up. I'm, I'm, I did a lot of research. I, mean, I am 100. percent Well, I caught them all, and I had Mew, and it's I because you used my Game Genie. No. All right. No. We'll have to. We'll have to. We're gonna know, look it up. We're gonna argue about this, and it, it might come to to fisticuffs. Fucking call our ombudsman, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we might. This might be the first thing we've we've had to have fist fight over. All right, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Got number um, three. Or should we just fight? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's serious business. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, yeah. My my biggest one, which I'm pretty. You no, know, you're gonna you're gonna recognize this one. Uh, Dragon Warrior Four. Uh, chapter three, the Taloon chapter. If you if you wait in in your in your little store long enough, enough days or whatever, someone there's like a a five percent chance or something someone's gonna sell you a sword of malice. And um, and once someone sells you a sword of malice in the store that you're working at, uh, you can just you can then uh later on in the game, when you're no longer working at the store, you can buy it because it's in the inventory. And that's a super high level sword for you know the beginning of the game. Uh, and since in that chapter, you can basically grind out infinite amounts of gold. Oh yeah. If you end the chapter with an inventory completely filled with swords of malices, <laughs> you can sell them. You sell them once you get Taloon uh, later on in the game, and you can basically buy top tier weapons and, and armor because <laughs> you get like sixty thousand gold or something. Jesus yeah. Christ. 
yeah it, it's it's involved but you know it's it's a, it's a it's a pretty cool little hint little trick nice i'm gonna make mine quick because they're all pretty well known uh super mario 3 warp whistle yeah um the one where you like grab like a shell and then uh crouch on like this weird uh, on like a platform and you fall through it and you everybody knows about it but back in the day i was like holy shit uh i think it was revealed in that movie the wizard like like this kid's like the, the wizard you know during this <laughs> super mario 3 competition for some reason super mario 3 was a competition <laughs> fucking just knows you know <laughs> first time this game's ever been played he fucking knows how to get the warp whistle this is a wizard yeah uh <laughs> he was actually a wizard the world's one and only i think he was actually just autistic uh, They're the same thing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, the Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda for, for regular Nintendo, it kind of blew my mind back in the day that if you named yourself Zelda, you'd get a, the second quest, access to the second quest. So that's well known. And that was just kind of a crazy thing for back then because Zelda was already a huge game for an NES game. If you named yourself Zelda? If you named your character Zelda. As Link? I did not know that one. You didn't know that one? No. Oh, it's classic. Yeah, if you name yourself Zelda... You can play the second quest. Isn't that awkward though? Because like, you're like hanging out with Zelda, this princess that you're into. And Just listen, Zelda and Zelda. Listen, Zelda man, it's, it's probably some American translator who you know made that call rather than naming it Link. Huh. Anyway, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, the second quest is just you know kind of like other master quests or second quests in Zelda games where the dungeons are reshuffled and it's harder. And so, uh, finally, uh, the original StarCraft. I used um, black sheep wall all the time where you type that in and that clears the fog of war. Yeah, that, so, was, that was necessary. I just, for some reason, when I played, I just really, I mean, nowadays I don't do that for RTS games, but back in the day, man, every RTS game I had to know that code. Like I think for Warwind, which you were talking about, it was um, the sun also rises or something. It was. And uh, anyway, so black sheep wall, that was my go-to StarCraft sheet. Really the only one that I ever used in like comp stomps and stuff. Well, you know, the campaign in StarCraft was actually pretty hard. And by hard, I mean it was just fucking tedious because there were like a million enemies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of why I used it because it was just like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I could play this level Seek and destroy. 10 times and learn where these guys are or I could just type in this code once and not, you know, spend my, spend my life playing all these trial and error runs. Uh, okay. Before we move on, can I just throw one more in there for like honorable mention because I didn't remember it until Go for it. we're like halfway through this bit. Um, take out my Warcraft number one. Um, replace that with the talking crab from Morrowind. Talking crab. Did you guys ever find the talking mud crab? I never, never played Morrowind. Never played it. Oh man. Um. So in Morrowind, um, the most common enemy probably is just like cliff racers and mud crabs. Mud crabs are obviously just like really tiny, weak crabs in the mud. Mm -hmm. But um, one of them, you have the option to talk to it. Like if you don't kill it before you do this, you can click on it and it'll start talking to you. And he's a little shopkeeper. Oh, really? <laughs> and yeah, he's a little shopkeeper and he has like infinite money. And you, I sold all of my shit to oh. that little crab. It was just like out on a little archipelago. There's nothing remarkable about it. <clears throat> but I think that like the icon changed when I got near it or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I could talk to it. And yep, we were buddies. He was my man. Sold like took all my shit. <laughs> That's awesome. It was probably some test or um, you know, during the design of the game and stuff. No, I'm sure they left it on purpose. It, out and stuff, it was probably something you know for ease of uh, 
of testing purposes or something like that. They had like a cute little dialogue too. Can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but talking about grab, good uh, stuff. That's awesome. You know, your story about World of Warcraft, that was one of my favorite things back in the day um, was exploring. Yeah. Just exploring the world and like, like, holy shit, this is like a world that's always here. And so that that was to me the most fun part of that game for a long time. Um, okay, let's do our final segment. Jared's got some stuff to rant about. The worst thing that ever happened to us this week. All right, so Jared's been promising to talk about the uh, Star Wars The Old Republic expansion for yeah. a while now. And uh, now it's here, so what's, what's going on? Well, I logged in and I'm just immediately floored by how terrible it is. <laughs> really? <laughs> like it, it just it took a game that was okay, you know, it was a serviceable MMO. Yeah. And they just completely destroyed it in every single way. They just really dumbed it down. Yeah. And simplified it. Oh, well, did they do that thing where they're trying to fast track new players or what? Um, they were doing that because that was one of the bonuses with getting like a high level player. Let me for... ask you, Ben. When I play an MMO, uh, what's the one thing? I like to do the one thing that you like to do if I had to pick one thing what would be the one thing I like to do in an MMO do instances absolutely yeah. <laughs> and guess what they did what they destroyed them every single leveling instance from one through uh, 60 or whatever uh, they, they made it so that uh, they, they changed them in, into tactical instances which I knew that was coming but I didn't know they were going to literally make them into tactical instances. Like, um, basically, a few, or in the first expansion, they uh, they added some 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 end game instances that uh, are tactical, which means that any type of player can go into them and complete them, because they have like heal stations, you know, in, solo in boss rooms. Oh. No, like four people of any class. Of any class. Okay, Doesn't so there's matter. no designated oh, tank oh, healer or anything? Oh, okay. There's I no get... trinity. Gotcha. And that that was fine. I didn't give a shit. They they weren't fucking with my with my trinity content when they when they, you know, created those. So yeah. it wasn't it was fine. <laughs> but now they've gone through and there's no more trinity content at all in the game. Hmm. As in so I, I queue up for something. I'm like, oh, this could be fun. And I I see another healer in my party, no tank, <laughs> and two DPS. Yeah, I'm like, uh, this isn't gonna go very well, and it didn't because we wiped. So fuck you, Star Wars tour. Wait, but so I there's no option to have like a classic Trinity when you queue up, or no, there's no option. They're just like you get what you get, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's weird. Is that a mistake? No. That's awful. But they like, how how do you run? How do you run instances then? They threw heal stations into the boss rooms. But okay. what about tanks? Yeah, you still need a tank, right? Nope. And people are wiping left and right. People are unhappy about it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they'll change it. That seems really stupid to me in short Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't think they will. They put a lot of development time into doing this. Um, yeah, you, sh you just shouldn't ever fuck with my Trinity because then I'll quit your game. <laughs> See, now they just need to insert wind-up tanks or something into the instances. <laughs> Like the equivalent of the heal stations. Yeah, just like you, you hit this button and a little robot walks out and tanks the boss for you. Exactly. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so basically, they're just catering the game now to uh, single player, and that's yeah. all they really care about. What's and the point of on... MMO if you're just doing it solo, though? See, I went on the forums, I asked that question because it seemed relevant, <laughs> and I got bitched out by literally everyone, and they told me, you know, keep your fucking group content out of my solo play. Jesus. And, like, <laughs> just got mad at me. That's crazy. I, you know, as casual as WoW has become, I feel like if I went on their forums and were to say, oh, you know, I really like group content. <laughs> you probably wouldn't get. I don't think people would fucking, like, go down my throat just trying to destroy me. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, it just doesn't make, it, it fucking blows my mind. And apparently it's just Bioware fanboys who don't give a shit about MMOs at all. They just want to play Coder 3. They just want to play Coder 3. Yeah. And now they're catering to that. So all, so not only do they make all flashpoints uh, only tactical, but they also added a solo mode for them, where huh. you go in with your companion and a droid that they randomly just sort of create for you. Yeah. A multi-purpose droid who can heal, tank, and <laughs> do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, is interesting because your companion can also now heal tank or do anything, and he has about four times your HP. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be talking about that, too. Yeah. Which confused the hell out of me uh, until I, I, after this whole fucking thing, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to WoW. Fuck this game. At least WoW <laughs> still has instances, right? Yeah. Uh, I just need to play my Trinity instances. That's the only one. I, I have an itch to do fucking dungeons, and that's like... You know, it's just something I want to do. So I went back to WoW. I installed it, and I started playing. And uh, I thought you were saying that you are going to go back to WoW like in the future sense, but you have already <laughs> yeah. purchased uh, and installed it. So I make a hunter, and I noticed something odd. Uh, pets now have like the exact same... They're, they're like exactly the same as the Star Wars Tour companions. So basically, Star Wars Tour went in and copied fucking WoW's hunter pets. Oh, that's weird. Like, you can choose as a hunter, like, if you want your pet to tank, DPS, or PvP DPS. Well, it's always been that way. Uh, well, not really. Yeah. Well, because, like, ever since Vanilla, they had, like, the defensive stance, and then you could give them, like, the tank branch, or you could give them, like, the DPS For every branch. every pet? Um, not every pet's never not had skill every trees. pet. Huh? Pets didn't have skill trees. Well, it was like you could have like a bear or you could have like a tiger or you could have Yeah, but this like is a every single pet as, has like a, tr a trinity that you choose from. And you, oh, and you can pick, okay. And you can pick a different one at any point. Okay. You don't get locked into it. Oh, you don't get locked in. Oh, which, like is, Diablo 3. which is exactly what Star Wars Tour has done uh, with their companions. Okay. Um, but I noticed something odd while I was playing WoW again. Like, I first of all, I, I, I tried to do some instances, but like, they just run through the whole fucking thing. Like, you'll never stop for anything. Yeah, no. And they're now. not going to talk to you about it. <laughs> what? Yeah, you don't stop at all. You run? Yeah, it's the entire thing is a, is a run. And uh, if you stop for a second, because my UI was all fucked up because I hadn't played the game in, you know, however long. And um, remember how uh, in, the, in WoW's default UI, uh, everyone would have a health bar that you could... You, you pay attention to? Yeah. I was trying to heal instance. Um, yeah. Now, like, you either have to pick the health bar showing a percentage of their health over it or, like, the actual, like, health numbers over it. But it's so s tiny and the text is so big, you can't see the fucking bar itself anymore. Oh. 
So uh, I was just trying to like frantically try to uh, turn on the uh, the raid UI so I could actually see the health bars, <laughs> but they wouldn't even give me time for that. So people kept the tank kept dying because he was running so fast. No, I fucking hate that shit. <clears throat> I don't think it's just a WoW thing. Like I ran into that a lot with the uh, uh, Final Fantasy game too. Really? Yeah, just. People don't give a shit anymore. And like the instances have been dumbed down to allow people to run through them like uh, that with like zero communication and zero planning. I remember the last dungeon I did in 12, it was the first time I'd done it. So I queue up with this group and I'm like, hi guys, first time here. Do you have any like <laughs> hints or any? And they were already like sprinting <laughs> the exit. I'm like, wait, hold on. Are we going to plan our? And they're already attacking oh, things. I'm like, wait, let me Jesus. get my heels. And I'm like, wait, let me buff you. They didn't even like <laughs> let me buff them before they just started sprinting off. So wow, uh, yeah, that sounds like fun to do. That's awful. You know what else is interesting? Like about I just want to bond. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to. I, I want to have a challenge in front of me, and I want to conquer that fucking challenge. Mm. You know, that's what instances are all about. You can no longer die in WoW too. Like, um, you one hit everything, basically, and it's just weird it doesn't make sense to me like it just blows my mind that is kind of interesting when i started um my wow account back up last year i didn't die once and i got one hitting everything like immediately out of the gate like just like wow just blowing through all these mobs like they're nothing yeah but i had just imagined that was because um the first 20 or so levels were going to be butter because like i didn't think that i'd be doing as well as i did i was a priest and i was like wow i'm killing things terribly easily but it got a little bit harder when i started getting up at the 40s it's just the level cap is so high now and you got to the 40s in like two hours now because the friggin' experience rates are pretty much <laughs> insane and you know how they are now they're just like well you know the game only starts at max level yeah um so anyway i said fuck that <laughs> and now i'm on a vanilla wow's private server and it's awesome <laughs> it's the best thing that's ever happened to me Really? Do you have like a little guild going and everything? No, I've pl- I played for like three full days on like a <laughs> warlock. I think I'm level twelve now. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's what I'm talking talking about. I have two pieces of green gear that that drop for me. <laughs> Aren't those just the most exciting thing in yeah. Low Wow too? Like when you get your first piece of green gear, you're like, holy shit! Yeah. It is crazy, and like I'll be waiting in line to 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 tackle some some quest mob or something and people are just like chatting me up like whispering me oh hey do you know uh do you know how i do such and such quest i, I can't figure it out blah 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 it's like oh you're talking to me <laughs> well, what crazy. is this we're in the world together standing near each other that's just bizarre <laughs> i love that stuff yeah that's that i've always uh those vanilla servers always kind of appealed to me i've never actually taken the dive but uh yeah, I uh, I installed it on my gaming PC. <laughs> uh, I could not get the graphics, uh, my, re- my like uh, my in-game resolution options to come up. Uh, so it's like default resolution options, and it's all four by three. Uh, so it was weird. I was like, yeah, this is. I, I did a lot of research. Apparently, my my video card is just too new. <laughs> 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 the game won't recognize it. I have a I have a Nvidia GTX 650, which is you know decent for newer games, or at least m- middle of the road. Now I guess. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it just wouldn't recognize it at all. It's too powerful. 
So I was I, I got to thinking, you know, I used to play this game in 2006 on a uh on e machine. <laughs> that that I had I still have it too. It's a blast for the past. It has a piece of shit graphics card in it, but I used to play on medium to high settings. I should just dig it out and uh hooked up my monitor and just go to town. Yeah, I was going to say dust it off. So I it's did. Blast in the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's already done all these things, Alex. So I'm playing just flawless, like, you know, 1680 by 1050 or whatever. <laughs> Resolution. It just looks beautiful. That's so funny. Yeah. So the worst thing that happened to you this week turned out to be kind of the best thing because now yeah. you're playing Vanilla WoW yeah. on your super old school computer. Well, the biggest disappointment, though, is that I have built a guild. Uh, in Star Wars tour, I was kind of excited because they were um they were making it so you could so you could um do like content with people of various levels. So I mean, you weren't locked out of dun of of dungeons by based on level anymore. I yeah. guess except, and I thought that was cool. Like, oh, that was great. I can help guildies uh in any any flashpoint really. But you know they they. Just change them all into tactical and just fucked it up. Yeah, hmm. that kind of um, the leveling the playing field with instances thing. Uh, Final Fantasy does that, and I actually I really liked it because my brother ended up playing with me, and he had only capped characters, and wow. I was kind of middle of the road when he started playing with me. So it was like too late for him to make somebody new, but I was still like ten levels beneath him. But yeah. um, wow. it that system actually works out really well. I wish Star Wars Tour had actually done it properly. <laughs> I would still be on that game. I immediately canceled my subscription, told them all to fuck off. Much. <laughs> uh, yeah, the vanilla WoW server I'm playing on is in France because <laughs> it's illegal to to host them in the U.S. Oh, is it really? And it's against the TOS to play them, but whatever. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but it's, it's not illegal to play them. I don't believe. I mean, I actually own a physical copy of original WoW still. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine it be illegal. How, mm -hmm. how could it possibly be illegal? It's called Nostalrius. It has a stupid name, but it has like 10,000 players. It's it's the hottest server right now. Huh. Cool. So I'll I'll keep you guys updated in later episodes on how that's going. Does it does it uh how's it hold up over time in terms of does it feel dated or does it feel uh you know they have to do like a uh, hacky scripting so it's actually harder than vanilla WoW. Oh really? So you can't see uh you can't see mining nodes. You can't see what tons of like yeah tons of like mini map options are not on the table. Oh, at all? Huh. So you have to do a lot of things by memory. <laughs> I don't that know. That sounds it, like a pain in the dick. Or yeah. you have to like cooperate with other players. Be like, I can't find the thing. So well, you can't see like your your quest objective on the mini map. Well, you can, you can. Well, in, in vanilla, they, they didn't actually. Uh, they never. I don't think they actually showed quest objectives. They yeah. they showed like quests and and quests that you can turn in. Yeah, like the question mark quest and givers. the exclamation point. But... Yeah, uh, and they they sort of made a hacky way to to do that with a little uh, yellow dot on the on the mini map, so you can at least see quest givers. Huh. But it's it's not terrible. Is that the only big difference? That's the only thing I've really found that. Is is a gameplay issue? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, if you think about, it, they had to make a ton of scripts to make that to make it work. In you know. Oh yeah. The way it is. So. Yeah. So what's the most recent dungeon you've run? Oh wait, I guess you're twelve. You it's haven't even 12. done like <laughs> what race are you? Uh, 
I made a troll shaman. Oh, so you do oh, the so you haven't arm. even done like burning chasm yet. Yeah, rage fire chasm. Yeah, yeah rage, Ra- fire rage chasm. Fire, yep. Um, I made a, a troll shaman. And I was gonna make him resto. <laughs> He's just so shaman is so hard to level and <laughs> Uh, so then I made a warlock just so I could be a little have to be a little easier. Make it made an orc warlock. Shaman didn't get their time until Lich King, right? Yeah. So I, that's gonna be my masochist character. He's gonna be full resto. It's just gonna be such a pain in the dick to do. <laughs> How can you play warlock with all those shards in your inventory? I'm gonna make a shard bag, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be great. I thought the shards were cool, personally. I liked it too. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many like quality of life things that I just don't give a shit about. Yeah. And it works just fine. Yeah. Like I like fighting my my minion before I can actually summon him. I love that. Yeah. It's like um it's like we were discussing uh, I think last time we recorded where like sometimes games are fun when you intentionally make them harder. Yeah. So like going back to Vanilla WoW and having those aspects is really kind of nice. So I have a message for uh Everyone who's who's told me over the years if I ever said anything complaining complaining about uh the state of WoW in the WoW forums or anything like that, where I said, "Oh, I really like such and such better in vanilla or Burning Crusade or whatever," they'd always say, "Uh, oh, just take off your rose-colored glasses. It was bullshit back in the day." I have a message for you: suck my dick. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for my rant about MMOs and stuff. Cool. Wow. Good rant. That was a good rant. And, uh, you know, I think maybe there's a market out there for a, um, not an indie one, but a big name MMO that's, you know, hard. Yeah, I think there is. Like, there's still players out there who don't want a casual experience. And uh, basically what it's going to take is it's going to take people, the lead developer or developers who then when faced with this inevitable barrage of it's too hard, the blah, 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 from all the, you know, a, a Vocal minority of the players is what I feel like they are, but who knows? Uh, to tell them to fuck off and go find every other MMO to play. Like there just seems to be like a hard, like it's almost gonna be like the Dark Souls of MMOs. That's what I was gonna say. We like we need a Dark Souls equivalent yeah. because like the Dark Souls fan base gets it, and now that it has that reputation for being incredibly difficult, nobody bitches about how difficult it is right. because people are like, well, then you shouldn't have fucking bought Dark Souls, idiot. Exactly. Well, after I quit Star Wars tour and then before I started my new WoW journey. <laughs> I was doing a lot of research to try to figure out a game that would actually fit my taste a little bit. Yeah. And all I could really come up with was, um, what's it called? Wild Star, I think. Oh, yeah. I played that a little bit. That looked like it might be up my alley in terms of difficulty, but I can't get behind the I Like, I, 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 I like Star Wars Tour. And I like WoW because I like the worlds yeah, already. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get, I don't want to have to learn a bunch of new lore. Yeah, and like a totally fresh story, which is lazy on my part. I know it's not, <laughs> but I I just love those those worlds. The world building in Warcraft Three was just so awesome. I just yeah. love to play in that world, and then Same. Star Wars as well. I just love Star Wars, and I don't know. The world building in Warcraft got me involved in like all of the books, all of the comics, like stuff like that. Yeah, but um, the world in Wildstar was actually what turned me off from it. That's why I ended up with Final Fantasy. Yeah, the oh. Wildstar world didn't look that intriguing to me. It's oh. not. It's like if somebody had like a weird fucked up baby between um, Old Republic and Warcraft. But I think the gameplay would have been up my alley for sure. So. Yeah, <laughs> gameplay was fine. Spot on. Really kind of clusterfuck um, UI, but that you can kind of like get used to that or get over it. Yeah. But um, yeah, the world just didn't do it for me. 
I'm just going to stick with Vanilla WoW for now. We'll see. Well, uh, my most recent MMO experience, technically it's not an MMO, but it kind of is, was Destiny last year. Um, I feel like that's close enough. We're getting into like a weird limbo area yeah. with those kind of games. But it, it was close enough where I had there, there was a raid, and I l led this raid once, um, and it was a fucking amazing experience. Like, it was so fucking hard, and it took forever, but... You know, we did it, and it was an accomplishment. And you know, was it, was it the vault of glass? Vault of glass. So yeah. I, you know, and I was like, you know, you basically have to call things out like every twenty seconds. But you're super on your game, um, leading it. Everybody has to do their role because you know, if one person messes up, generally you're gonna wipe uh, for for some of the boss fights. And it was just oh, so awesome. It was such I don't know. Anyway, so I just love that. Um, I don't, I don't even like playing with other people who I don't know necessarily. But I do in that I like working as a team and figuring things out to beat something difficult. So nice. I don't know. That, that's that's what I think is missing from MMOs right now. Yeah, you should play WoW with me. We should we should make a. <laughs> if I did that, man, last time I played, Gone. yeah, <laughs> fucking just kiss three months of my life goodbye. Yeah, I'll, I'll wake up my daughter I'll be four years old. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It'd probably take you about that long just to, just to hit just the to next hit. level. <laughs> just to get my yeah. mount. Jesus. Just like say hello to Onyxia for the first time. Yeah. Oh, God. It did used to be really fucking hard to get mounts. Yeah. Oh, man. I challenge. remember that. It was like a true like mark of honor to have a mount back then. But now they just give them out like on fucking sidewalks and shit like that. Yeah. Like, do you want a mount? 1G. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, when I was uh, in Senjin Village uh, leveling, I, I saw some some troll level 40 getting, getting their first mount i was like grats no. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice that's oh, so nice man. nobody yeah. does grats anymore why don't people have courtesy for that kind of shit i don't know I, well this it's this a crowd it's not a fucking achievement anymore he, he, there's like a crowd of gamers who are really into it and like are polite people and stuff and they're the ones who like the difficulty one of the other big crowds is the you know these weird like instant gratification people who they don't, they're not there for anything other than just like twinking out their characters. Yeah. It's just, you know, so they don't give a shit about interacting with people and all the stuff they've obviously put into the game, like the cross server instance finding and stuff is all reinforced that where you don't need to be nice to people. I really hate the cross server instance yeah. finding. Yeah. You know, the only problem is there's no LFG uh, tool in, in this version of vanilla. <laughs> really? Do you just like go in the middle of the city and like shout or what? Fuck yeah, that's going to be school. what's going to have to do. I, I was it the end of vanilla or the beginning of Burning Crusade where they finally actually made like a, a server I don't know if it, it might have actually been Lich King where when it first happened. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't server wide. There was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess there was no like LFG channel. It was just like you went into a general or something you and then typed an in like no, LFG. no, there is an LFG. Channel. There's an LFG channel, but there wasn't the tool where you select the instance you want to go to. Oh, and gotcha, queue gotcha. Up. That didn't exist, I think, until Lich King. No, but before then there was an LFG. Uh, there was there was a there was a prototype LG, LFG tool where you you list yourself in and you and you say what instance you want to play in. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, people like whisper people you, whisper you, or invite you. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the instance That's thing came about Burning Crusade actually. Okay. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah, but the cross server thing didn't happen until after Lich King. Right. The problem is I uh, I didn't I didn't start WoW until about four months before Burning Crusade came out. Oh. Well, you know, you got you got the good years. Mm -hmm. did, so, all right. And now I, you'll get them again. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
Uh, I think we've run pretty long here, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Alrighty. Uh, Alex, anything else on your mind before we go? Um, no, nothing in particular. I've been playing a ton of games, so we can talk about any of those like next time. Yeah, but... well, let's have a big talk about the games we've been playing next time. I've been playing okay. games too, and it sounds like you've played a, like literally a ton. So. I am on like the cusp of finishing Undertale too, so Ooh. I really want to talk about the ending. Okay, cool, perfect. Um, so next week, look forward to that. Um, God knows what Jared's going to say next week about Vanilla WoW. Jared's going to be very exciting. He might be level 13 by then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Thank you for listening. Thank you.